We are live. Episode X, number 10. What's going on, full dog? Nothing much. We've made uh, it. I can't believe we made it to 10. <laughs> but, <all right. laughs> right? We uh, just before hitting record, I actually just asked the full dog, I'm like, what, what episode is this? I said, I think it's 10. He's like, no, it's definitely 9. So we don't even know where we're at. But yeah, the fact that we've gotten this far and haven't pulled the plug or even talked about pulling the plug, uh, I say that's pretty good for first timers, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, just keep going with everything and eventually it clicks. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, I, been uh, my mo- that's been my motto. Yeah, no, but uh, it's actually the truth. If you, if you look at all the things that we're doing right now and the little bits of following, it's actually working. It's slow, uh, but everything is, right? Just even the way we've kind of built Banfield over the years, everything is slow and steady. Yep. Right? There's no... Uh, I know everyone wants to get viral overnight, whether it be on a social media platform or this podcast or whatever, but that's just not the reality of things. Like, maybe that happens to a lucky few, just like winning the lottery or something, but the name of the game is slow and steady, and just keep working at it, and that's what we're doing. It seems to be working, but that being said, i got to do my, my new weekly ritual right now. Okay. Yeah. You didn't not, bring cervezas this time, huh? No, no. I went and got high before, so you, should, you might hear me ramble a little bit in this episode. There we go. Oh, my God. I, uh, <laughs> if we we're going to start doing that, I don't even know what would come out of my... I, honestly, I don't think I'm strong enough in that department. <laughs> I would crumble. <laughs> or I'd start talking about really, really weird shit. But you know one thing that was actually good before we got all this public push started... I started screwing around. You probably watched it a few times on Facebook where I would take a gummy and then update my status every half an hour. <laughs> yeah, I saw it once or twice. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. I, gotta, I think I got to do one of those in the near future because people really, really got into those. So it would be good to, I don't know, jolt a little uh, energy into, into everything. Yeah, just don't try doing that while you're doing static. Fuck, that's a mis- that's mistakes waiting to happen. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, stat- <laughs> get robbed uh, out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, I don't even like wearing my headphones when I'm doing it because I want to hear. Because obviously, you know, I got some cash on me, but I want to hear footsteps. Right. So if I got the tunes blaring, like uh, you know, I, I want to be fully aware of my surroundings. I want to know what's going on. Like, don't get me wrong, Toronto is beyond safe, but you never know, right? You always gotta be careful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's kick things off here. Uh, the first thing we gotta talk about. So, again, I don't know, the last few weeks we've been sort of just running in any direction that we felt comfortable with. I think we keep going in that direction. The days of hardcore structure are behind us. Uh, we were requested to just be more of ourselves and we've started I never doing worked that. well under structure anyways yeah. <laughs> yeah i guess neither of us really have so anyways yeah we're just uh, we're just gonna roll with the punches here i got a couple quick uh, few topics written in front of me but yeah we're just gonna shoot the shit about various things that uh that we're going through and through our past so out of the gate we got to talk about this cincy cincinnati Bengals survivor picks that absolutely crushed us <laughs> What Mr. the fuck, Wh- Mr. White? What the fuck happened there, dude? Oh my god! 
You know what, though? I, I, I told many people, because a lot of people reached out with condolences. That's uh, pretty funny. They're treating uh, <laughs> our survivor losses like an actual death. Uh, yeah, but people reached out with condolences and a couple WTFs. But, again, if, if, the, if the same situation arose, would you not do it again? Yeah, well, maybe. I don't know. It all depends. I should have taken the Patriots the week before and then... I would have maybe thought differently in this week, but we'll see. Yeah, it's it's a a game. It's tough. I I was on the actual fence about taking Kansas City on Monday night, which wasn't any more comfortable. They ended up winning, obviously, but... I think that's the only team you had left that was a favorite. Yeah, well, yeah, a big favorite anyways, but... The thing is, I looked ahead, right? Like, like you start to do in week eight that we where we were, and since he had a way easier schedule going forward than the Bengals did, I I didn't see another opportunity to take the Bengals. No, and, obviously the the Bengals, right? Yeah, and I think you related to that, and this Mike White guy. Oh my goodness. So, right before we, we jumped on here, Full Dog, I actually was just scrolling through Twitter and I saw a post from David Purdom. He's the ESPN sports betting writing guy. And he posted a ticket that someone bought at the Tropicana at, in Vegas. And whoever this person was bet Mike White to be the passing leader in week eight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 125 to 1. <laughs> That's a nice one. Juicy, yeah. So and the guy put a dime on it, so 125k. It, it wasn't it wasn't a bad bet just from the stance that since he was supposed to be winning the whole game and him throwing. That's that's exactly, and it it made me jump over to uh, sportsreference.com where you can like look up college stats and stuff. And this guy was a little bit of a thrower in college. So okay. yeah, like the thinking. You know, we talk about the games every week, and the thinking of hey, yeah, the Jets are going to be down big. They're not going to run the ball. This guy's going to throw for 400. He ended up throwing for 400 in a win, but technically they were behind most of the game. So, yeah, it wasn't a bad bet at all. No. But 125 to 1, is that, do you think that's a little thick? Is there some value there? Oh, for sure there could have been. We might have to keep our eyes on that. I didn't even know that was a betting possibility. Yeah, well, the, the other thing you can watch if you want to see some crazy props like that each week, check out um, on Bodog. They offer like weird scenarios at like fifty to one and sixty to one on every single game. Oh yeah. If you remember, I played one at the beginning of the season. We almost connected on it. Um, Lamar Jackson oh, yeah. over a certain number of yards to Brown over a number of yards to, with two touchdowns, and I think we missed it by a TD. We did. Yeah, because yeah. he yeah he got the yardage. He uh, Brown needed two touchdowns. Yeah, and he got one of them. And at the end, I remember telling a couple people about that bet, and people were like, "What? Why would you ever? How?" <laughs> and because it'll happen more frequently than fifty yeah. one in fifty times. Exactly. It's like telling the guy that he's got to play three seasons, and that's never going to happen. Well, just taking yeah, absolutely. But just taking these like massive underdogs, quarterback. If the quarterback's a chucker, right? Like, obviously, Joe Flacco's not going to throw for 400 yards, and that's kind of who we thought was going to get the start this week. But if you take a guy that can throw the ball, knows how to throw the ball, 125 to 1 when you're the expected to be down the entire game, like, that seems pretty solid oh, for to sure. me. Oh, seems for like, sure. Seems like there's definite value there. 
and we'd have to go back and check the data but you know how many how many times is like massive underdog quarterbacks like that um actually won the week in terms of throwing for the most yards there could be something there no there might be Probably it probably happens a need shit to get ton. That, that need to get that database done. <laughs> well, the you database want, is coming down. Tell you. What did you What did you think about that demo that they showed us? Um, the demo, while well, it needs more meat, like yeah, I can't of course, really tell. Of I can't really tell anything from what they showed us there. But if if it if it is that clean in the layout that was presented to us, like that is going to be insane, right? Yeah, well, I don't really give a shit about things being clean or whatever. I care about function, so <laughs> I, I need it to work, and it needs more meat for me to be able to sign off that it's working. You know what I mean? Yeah, you actually mentioned that in the uh, in the meeting. <laughs> that's that's pretty solid. <laughs> okay, what uh, what next? Oh, I, I uh, so <laughs> this week's fantasy matchup was against uh, none other than the Godfather himself, and I beat him. <laughs> Uh, okay, nice. He, he hasn't talked to me since. Have you, got, have you gotten him on TikTok yet? No, no. I, I, I have a feeling that once maybe this fantasy rivalry settles down, I'll give him a few more days, and then I'll reach out and say, "Hey, buddy, we gotta, we gotta get going on this. We need to introduce the Godfather of gambling to the world, to the TikTok world." Speaking of TikTok, uh, things are going pretty decent on there. Uh, it's it's a grind like everything else that we're doing uh, socially but uh, one of the videos that I just posted I, like I assume you didn't look at anything full dog but uh, it actually just got yeah it, it just it just went off a little bit so it's encouraging news and uh, I'm starting to get the hang of it right like you start to interact with the app and you start seeing what other people are putting on there and uh, yeah I'm, I'm having fun with it and that's I guess what counts at the end of the day and I'm sure if you keep plugging away, that uh, eventually things will uh, will start to, to turn and people will see what we're up to. Yeah. Yeah. So there was also this... Uh, oh, yeah, LinkedIn. That's the next thing I had on my list here. So I started noticing some hits on our website from Brazil. Okay. And, and uh, I recently, in the last couple of days... I got I a couple know, of Brazili- Brazilian listeners? Yeah, yeah. Shout out to go. Brazil. Uh, but yeah, link, LinkedIn. I, I remember. I don't know. This this is going way back, probably episode two or three, that I said uh, it was with that whole bet regal situation where they, you know, said, "Hey, we're kicking you out after ten bets, and you know why? I'm sure you've been down this road before." And I'm like, "What in the hell do we have out there?" And it was my LinkedIn, so I made everything private. But I guess it's not private enough because there's still people that are knocking on the door saying, "There was one today actually saying, hey, I love what you guys are doing in Banfield Group,' and I just wanted to connect with you and uh, see if there's anything that we could do and maybe help each other." And it turned out to be a um, data spam, analytics company. A, a spam, spam robot? <laughs> no, no, no. It was it was legit. Like he, I, I, he sent me some some PDFs and I clicked into. I'm going to forward them to you, full dog. But okay. it was a it was a data analytics company that works with sports books, that works with uh, professional leagues. So it might be they're they're called Fourth Quarter or something like that. I, I'll again I'll forward it to you. It it just literally came in a couple hours ago. So uh, yeah, just just weird. Again, the social thing. I I feel like it's it's actually growing. And again, to that guy in Brazil. So when I went into LinkedIn. 
because I don't get alerts from there very often, but for some reason this week my phone just picked up LinkedIn alerts and there was um, a friend or a connection request sitting there from a dude in Brazil that is a professional better. So okay. I guess I so I guess it was him that was you know kept pinging the site, and uh, yeah he was just sitting there waiting to connect. So I accepted the connection. We'll see what comes out of it. But again, these are all little signs of like what we were trying to do with this whole social thing, where it's like okay, let's try to connect with people that are doing the same kind of thing that we are, and it seems to actually be working. So cheers, cheers to that. Next thing on my list here. Uh, one of our agents in uh, Toronto that we deal with, he actually found us other agents. So oh, that is that nice. is new too. That's that's news that is like fresh off the press as well. Uh, so I'll, I have, I'll, I'll always take another account. I like right. to shop. So so that's that's another thing for our, all our listeners. If uh, you're ever in connection with a local guy or anything like that a bookie whatever uh send them our way because we're always looking for new outs we will always want more more grocery stores to shop at but uh yeah full dog he was telling me that uh he has three places that he thinks he can get us into and, okay. he, and he already nice. sent me uh, one web <laughs> one website and uh, a login so we'll have to log in and we have to we'll have to discuss uh, what we want to do with in terms of percentages and stuff too, and I explained yeah. to explain to him about red figures and how we operate in that regard. But uh, yeah, they're just completely out of the blue like that, and he's actually one of our uh, loyal followers. So <laughs> shout out to uh, our guy here in Toronto. NBA, have you guys touched that at all? No, like, we're a couple of weeks into the season. I, I I haven't heard you mention anything about it or or Bean either. So I wanted to ask. No, I made a rule last year that we don't touch the NBA for the first two months of the season anymore. Oh, I remember that, actually. Yeah, and I'm standing to it. Oh, good. To get trapped, fuck. <laughs> good for you. Okay, so you haven't, you haven't touched anything. I haven't, even, I haven't even fucking opened the screen just not to tempt myself, so. Yeah, no, uh, that's, that's amazing. Because, yeah, I was, someone asked me that uh, this week, saying, how come no uh, NBA things on Instagram? Right, because you send me bets every now and then, and I share it with uh, with our peeps. And I said, you know what? That is a damn good question. I gotta I gotta put it on my question list for this episode. Or we've this week's episode. we've always had a poor start to the NBA season, okay. year over year over year, and a lot of it has to do with they come out and the scoring's different, players are different, every teams act differently, mm-hmm. and the, our system for when we're betting relies on um, consistency. So I need the number of the game from like the bookmaker side of it mm-hmm. to be more accurate than it is right now for us to do what we do. Okay, gotcha. If you if you if you get what I'm saying. Yeah. So I so what I need to do is always wait a, a month or two into the season to when the number tightens up and then I can do what I do. Gotcha. So right now it's way too much of a crapshoot. Everything's all over the place. Yeah, because Right now, gamblers that are doing good are the gamblers that can that understand the teams and know the players and can pick games like that. Mm-hmm. But we all know that that's not my style. Our style is math. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in order for a math system to work, well, you need the number to be as tight as possible. Right. Right. You need data. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that only comes after a couple, few weeks of the season, right? So yeah. 
I, I've always made a, I made a rule last year that we're only doing football until football ends, and when football ends, then we're going to jump into basketball. Uh, and by then, the numbers should be strength, strong enough for us to do what we do. Dude, that's brilliant. Good. That's amazing. And, okay, further on to that point, you know a lot of the stuff that we're doing with football right now. How shit is the beginning of the year in football? Same kind of thing, right? Not as bad. Not uh, as bad. Yeah. But it's a little more unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. Really interesting. Also, speaking of our... Uh, social push. We got. Uh, we're up to three sales now in the Banfield store. What do you think of that? Oh yeah, nice. <laughs> I need more gear down here. Shout out to uh, the peeps that have logged on. It's those hats. Those hats. Those always betting hats that are going hot off the uh, <laughs> hot off the press. But yeah, no. Thanks to everyone who is uh, getting some gear. And and the rule is, if you get some gear, you got to send us some pictures. So we can share those and create the army that we have envisioned. So, yeah, no, cheers to everyone that uh, has bought stuff in our Banfield store. And again, just to remind you, we're, that's that's not our business at all. Like, I don't even know if we make a dollar per item sold in the store. That's more just to get involved. And I just think a lot of the gear looks cool. And, yeah, like you were just saying. For Personally, I think, it, I think it looks good on poker players. And I think that's where it's going to really take off. Yeah. Uh, and further to, to your point, you need gear down there. Yeah, I still got to do that test run to Bean because there are a lot of people in Costa Rica that have reached out. Of course. That have said, uh, hey, how do I get my paws on some of this stuff? Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll definitely have to uh, try that out. Everything on the, the Printful site says that shipping to Costa Rica isn't a problem. So I'll test it out. With Bean, I, I know I said I would a while ago, and uh, yeah, we'll have to uh, definitely do that. All right, let's uh, let's jump into crypto talk now. Uh, we won't talk too much about our personal assets. Things are going great, obviously, in the crypto space. Things are white hot right now. Everything is popping, which is obviously fantastic for the house. But anyone getting involved with crypto for the first time, you might want to just... Uh, I don't know. Do you do you recommend jumping in when it's hot like this? Well, like uh, like they always say, don't buy it if uh, you won't hold it for ten years. So, yeah, there you go. It, yeah, that that quote that you just sent me. If you're not willing, if you're not willing to hold it for ten years, don't hold it for ten minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's that's actually really good advice. But yeah, the, the long term, I think it's a great time to buy. But short term, I don't know. You never know. Short term, short term. Things yeah. change, right? Exactly. You gotta you gotta be able to first of all use. It's a bit of a gamble, right? Every investment's a, a gamble, but crypto's especially a gamble because it's up, it's down, it's all over the place. I just I just know that when everyone starts talking about it and like people reach out to us all the time, uh, more often when things are scorching hot, right? Hey, check this out, or you know, people send us charts and stuff like that. That's usually the sign of something terrible on its way. I, that's that's been the the <laughs> that's been the way things have yeah, rolled. Well, still, still, probably a couple months out. Yeah, it's again that this. I'm just talking from experience. I have no idea which way the crypto market is going to go, but usually when people that aren't familiar with the space are reaching out, that's usually when things are overly hot and something pretty nasty is on its way. But Again, in the long run, I don't think yeah. it's a bad bet at all. 
No. Right? If you're willing to hold it for a while, you'll be fine. Yeah. We spoke about uh, Bitcoin a lot this week, right? We were thinking of making a push to, to, to acquire more. But, yeah, if you look at the Bitcoin charts for, Christ, what, the last 10 years? It, it doesn't have down years, does it? I don't, I don't think so. Like, you're right. I, I think, think it's had one down year, but... Yeah, it's... It's a long it's game. A, and it's overall growth long term is it's on a great trajectory, so Yeah. And and people have to understand that. Like this is not a get rich overnight type of thing. Like there is I guess times where you you will pick up that shit coin and it'll explode overnight. Like, yeah, sure, but there's also there's also the chance of you putting some chips on the double zero in a roulette game and it landing on the double zero, right? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's 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 a big... It could be a crapshoot. It could be a crapshoot. So if you're not in it for the long haul, uh, you might want to reconsider just taking blind shots at the crypto market, especially when it's this hot. But hey, I, I thought we should talk about how we originally got involved with crypto. This is going back years. Uh, do you remember how it all started, Fulldog? Yeah, well, crypto was an easy way to get in and out of books. Yes. So, I, again, this story is outlined on our website, so you can check for more details there. I'll, I'll just give a, a quick synopsis of, of how it went down. But it, it was at a time when, when crypto was just emerging, and we banfield was in its early stages and we were really you know cooking with gas at that point there was a lot of in and out of books we were getting kicked out all the time and it was a pain in the ass to to uh just get in and out deposit and withdrawal to books because we had to use what we were using at the time like western unions that was one of them what else did we uh, use Pre-paid back in the day? Prepaid credit cards. Prepaid credit cards. Whatever you could come up with. Net yeah. Teller fucking... Net Teller money, was another money one. Bookers. Money bookers. until they pulled out a can. So yeah, so we had all these different methods, but nothing was really that good. And the fees were... Do you remember how bad the fees were? Oh yeah, you'd pay fees on everything. It's absolutely disgusting. So the full dog calls me up one day, you know, with his... With his... <laughs> with his signature... Yo, he's like, you got to figure out Bitcoin. And I'm like, oh my God. And I remember being fucking intimidated, angry, annoyed, because I'm like, I don't know. Afraid to learn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were the early days. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is like complicated. And he's like, yeah, just figure it out. All the books are are starting to accept it now. We need a quicker and more efficient and cheaper in and out method. So go learn it. So off I went into Google, what is Bitcoin, how to acquire Bitcoin, all those good search terms. And I remember as soon as I saw the addresses, you know, those big, long, I don't even know how many digits there are, but they start with threes, I think, or started with threes and ones at the time. And there's like 25 different digits. I'm like, this is crazy. This is way too over my head. I'm not a fucking tech guy. This is insane. But... The full dog being the full dog, he, he would not let it go. Every day I'd get a text, you figure out Bitcoin yet? You figure out Bitcoin yet? So I had really no choice, which looking back on it, like, thank God he did that. But yeah, I went, I figured it out. 
I figured out I figured out how to acquire it. I figured out what a wallet was, and that's that's really how we got started with it. It was all because we needed to get in and out of books more efficiently than we were. And then we moved on to a thing called Ethereum. And this story is, is great because, yeah, sure, we, we discovered Ethereum before anyone knew what the hell it was. Uh, we have a really good buddy of ours that got in super early, too, that is a great story. I, actually, I, I think we got to bring Johnny on here one day just to talk about that whole story okay. and, and like how his life has changed since getting, <coughs> getting involved with Ethereum. Uh, and basically how that started was we had thought we missed a boat on Bitcoin, right? Because Yeah, we were just using it as a in and out method pretty we much. We were using it as yeah, in and out. And I remember you and Scotty saying like, Oh my god, I, I saw Bitcoin at what was it, five dollars or something? No, we Maybe saw not Bitcoin that low. when it was yeah, we did when it was like pennies in the first year. Really? Oh, I remember specifically. I read an article on Yahoo about it. Oh my goodness. And what you guys were working at BetUS at the time, right? Yeah, and didn't really understand it, and no books took it, and no one really used it when we first saw Bitcoin, but we ignored it until 2017 or 2016, no, 2015. 15 or 16, I think, yeah. Yeah, when we saw another article this time on Ethereum and stuff, and that's how we found that one. Okay. And what what was your discussion about Bitcoin early on? Because I remember you, you, said, you told me a couple of good stories about Bitcoin early on, and looking back on that it's like wow because you guys i guess you saw it at pennies then you saw it go to like a hundred bucks so you thought you'd miss the 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 well, wave there yeah. as well yeah and what is every everyone's thought they've missed the wave for the last 10 years <laughs> yes yeah it, it it really has not stopped that's why it goes back to if you're willing to hold it yeah don't worry don't worry and, and there's just these days with the emergence of DeFi and stuff, and I know I mentioned DeFi a lot, and a lot of people probably don't have a clue what the hell I'm talking about. But the way you can, you know, crypto is not just grabbing a coin anymore and holding it and praying. Like that, that's those days are behind us. Like okay, that still exists for a lot of people, but you can actually use this stuff now and get involved, stake it, earn more tokens, stake US dollars, earn interest on your US dollars. Like there's so many great ways to use this shit. So, yeah, we, we definitely well, highly recommend getting there's, involved. There's more, there's more coming. So. Oh, yeah. Like, dude, it's, it's, there's no doubt in my mind that this stuff changes the financial world as we know it. And it already has, in my opinion. Uh, it's going to change every aspect of everything. You're going to have property deeds on the blockchain. You're going to have everything on there. Yeah. it's Medical records, you name it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true as well. So, anyways, getting back to that Ethereum story. So, the full dog... It's like, okay, that was my next task, right? This is months later. He's like, Pisk, figure out this Ethereum stuff because it's the next Bitcoin. I'm like, oh my God, I, I still don't even understand. And here we are, like two, 2021. I still that one was a little annoying. Know. There wasn't really exchanges and shit back then. It was fucking difficult. To it, was, it was nuts. It was nuts. <laughs> like trying to figure, and, and even Googling it back then was, oh, yeah. you know, I'm getting weird shit. Like nowadays... Uh, obviously, you can jump into discords, forums, uh, Twitter, everything. Back then, nobody was talking about Ethereum. This was like really, really unique shit. And yeah, so then then we went about getting some Ethereum. We figured out what exchanges were. Like I had never dealt with an exchange 
prior to that, right? The only time you're going to deal with an exchange would be like stocks and stuff. And we weren't really well versed in that kind of stuff. So yeah, I had to sign up to exchanges and buy this Ethereum stuff. And we learned a very, very valuable lesson dealing with exchanges. And it hurts me to even talk about this because, well, it doesn't, it doesn't because you got to make mistakes. Yes, you got to make mistakes. And throughout the years, especially the industry that we deal with, right, where we're losing on a nightly basis, right? It, it, we could go weeks having bad weeks, bad months, whatever. It's really thick in their skin because some of the mistakes that we made, holy shit, like looking back on them, what they're worth these days, absolutely obscene. And but if you don't make mistakes, you don't learn. And mistakes aren't you know mistakes aren't mis mistakes are learning. I'm gonna keep going with the quotes today, as Wayne Gretzky says, "You miss 100% of the shots you don't take." <laughs> there you go. Uh, there was another one uh, from this again, this most amazing book or audio book that I've ever listened to. I don't listen to a lot of things, but this one is just completely got me in handcuffs. It's it's so good. Uh, the rich dad, poor dad, where it's like mistakes aren't mistakes, mistakes are learning. Yeah. That's it. And if you let mistakes rattle you, or if you let losses la rattle you, like you're you're better off just you know playing it safe and sticking yeah, with you're your. Not, you're not nine cut out five, for the game. Yeah, you're not cut out for the game. Yeah. So yeah, and and you know if you relate it to our situation, full dog, could you imagine if you know you couldn't handle taking a loss? Like you, you could never do this job. <laughs> <laughs> right there you just let out a yeah exactly it's you got to be able to do it and you got to understand that it's a very long game and you know there's very little things in your life that you know well obviously don't go all in on anything that's stupid but there's very little things that let's say you make so us you know we made a mistake with how we stored Ethereum back in 2016, 2017, whenever the hell it was. Yeah, because we didn't know how to... There was no such... I, there was literally... There wasn't wallets for your phone at that point in time. There was or there wasn't? There wasn't. Yeah, no. No, there was nothing. We like, there, there wasn't... You couldn't even download a wallet at that point. No, no. It was figure out how to download the Ethereum blockchain and keep it, like, on the actual chain. Or... Leave it on exchange. Yep. Yeah, there, there was no two ways around it. And so what ended up happening to us, just because I know I'm talking in code or cryptically a little bit here, is that we left our Ethereum on an exchange, on two exchanges, actually. And they both got hacked. And they both got hacked, yeah. And we, we kind of heard or knew that that was like a risk, right? Just like, just like anything. Anything you're putting your money on, anything you're doing in life, there's always risk involved. Well, we knew yeah, that, but we're just, like... Just, just, like, just like the bank. People don't think there's a risk leaving your money in the bank, but if you leave more than $100,000 in a savings account and somebody steals it, well, you're only insured up to 100 Oh, actually, I didn't even know that. There you go. There's risk in any place you leave your money. Yeah, well, banks can go under, too, especially in this climate, yeah. today's day and age, right? People don't realize that because banks have been secure. But, you know, I'm sure in 10 years from now, people will be talking about the blockchain in the same matter. Saying that, well, it's impossible. Like, right? There's there's hacks or malfunctions can't happen. Just like you would say it's impossible for a bank to lose your money. 
yep. right? You, you build trust in, in things, in, in institutions or uh, programs, apps, whatever, over time. You're like, well, that just doesn't happen because they figure things out. But yeah, so the, the, the shitty part of, of this story is that we, we got a ton, hundreds of Ethereum stolen from us. We left it on this exchange, which is considered a hot wallet. You're not in direct possession of it. And the exchange got hacked. And bye-bye to, uh, again, hundreds of Ethereum. So I won't give a, an exact number. That's not what we do, right, with, with betting or investing lot, or anything. But it was hundreds. It was hundreds with an S. And... <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, it, it sucks um, because I'll let I'll let everyone listening go do the math on what that is worth today. And it, it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow, but you know we've we've been through fucking hell with sports betting at times as well, right? Like when the full. Well, I, I think we should tell them about our first ever lesson in this. Uh, the first lesson we ever got was buying those uh, when we were, we decided we were going to become movie salesmen. Oh, the DVDs? Remember that one? Remember that one? Yeah. So, yes, I do remember that one. That was, fail- that was failure number one. We decided we decided one day that we were going to resell stuff on eBay. Yeah, and we should quit. Th- this, this was way back in the day when we were still working in the Montreal office of BetUS. Mm-hmm. And we ordered, uh, what was it, a thousand DVDs wholesale yep. for, two, for two grand. And they showed up and it was like kung fu movies and like the worst titles you could ever imagine like those you couldn't sell them bootleg copies it was shit like they were like printed from the guy's computer or something oh it was ridiculous yeah it was it was terrible and i don't know yeah we first first lesson in life first lesson well again always betting not always winning right always winning doesn't exist you know regardless of what touts out there want to tell you it it doesn't happen and yeah that was one of the full dogs and i's first ever business ventures was those goddamn dvds and we lost miserably on them you know word of advice to anyone trying to do this entrepreneurial thing trying to you know create financial freedom for themselves you're gonna make mistakes you are gonna lose and i i know i've said that like five times already on this episode but that's just the nature of things, and you got to be okay with it, and you got to understand that you know as long as you have more wins than losses, you're good. Yep. So uh, Scotty shared, and I think I shared it with you too, uh, Full Dog. Scotty shared this uh, former poker pro that has turned into a full-time DeFi uh, yield farmer, and he's got a YouTube channel. His name is uh, Taiki Maeda. And the guy's actually pretty good. I've watched three or four videos now, and a lot of what he says just resonates with me and with us, Full Dog, because of what we're involved with and what we're doing. And his story about like how he looks at poker and how he played poker professionally in Vegas, etc., etc. First of all, fascinating, but it just it makes sense. Like this guy is an EV chaser, and that's exactly what we do, right? We're just looking for value anywhere we can find it. And this guy said in his intro video that he just put together a few weeks ago, he said that he looked at his poker stats for X amount of years or something, and he was only, I think he had only won 56% of his 
hands. But his trajectory was huge. Again, super long game, slow and steady. But he's like, yeah, I only won 56% of my poker hands. Yeah, right? that's probably about right. Yeah. And all, he was probably tracking his all ins. Or maybe I, I'm not. I'm not sure what what it was exactly, but it it makes sense. And it's like, you know, anyone that thinks they're going to hit on every single investment or every single bet, crypto, whatever it is, you're mistaken. It it, it just doesn't work that way. You are going to make mistakes and you are going to lose, and it's just how you recover from those losses, really. All right. Um, okay, so that, that wraps up pretty much how we got involved with crypto and why we got involved with crypto. Sports betting did it all for us. The Ethereum hack, terrible. The only lesson that, again, we can speak from, and a lot of people are still doing it. Like, I still talk to a lot of people that are just getting involved with with crypto, full dog, and they tell me, I said, okay, what what wallet are you using? And some of them say it's either a hot wallet on their phone or it's a it's an exchange and then i obviously say tell them like okay the story of ethereum here we go but also hot wallets on your phone like okay so what happens if you lose your phone right yep. and I, I know i know you have your your mnemonic phrase right your 24 words but a lot of people don't even save those believe it or not <laughs> no, and it's like oh, i'm like what like you got to really know what you're doing here because you're setting yourself up for failure. So, yeah. Lesson from the Banfield boys because we go through things. And this is the story with all the crypto investments we're doing and DeFi investments and everything. If anything goes to shit, we are going to be the first ones to tell you. This is one another one of our goals of this podcast and our social, social push is that we'll take the lumps first and broadcast it. So, anything that we talk about or you see on our Our Bet section, you know that it's tried, tested, and true by yours truly. And if, again, it goes to shit, we will definitely tell you about it. But yes, two lessons for crypto. Do not keep your crypto in a hot wallet, or at least a large portion of it. Get get yourself a cold storage. Get yourself a ledger. Throw it all on the ledger. It's safe there. Uh, and don't keep it on an exchange. Even some of the big boys out there like Binance or KuCoin... Any you, you don't know it's centralized. Anything can fuck up when it's centralized, right? Yep. There you go. All right. So that's that. Uh, I guess it's time for um, Thursday night game. What do we got, full dog? I haven't even looked yet. This Thursday? Yeah. I'm not even sure what to go with on this one. It's, it's your Jets against the Colts. My Jets. My Jets. I have uh, Michael. Michael, the hell's his name? White, the QB? No, the running back. Oh, my God. If all any of my fantasy guys are listening to this, they're probably cringing. Right, Michael Carter. Oh, my God. Especially Benny. <laughs> um, yeah, Michael well, I Carter. I, I, I wouldn't exactly want a Jets running back. They're never in the lead. This guy, this guy's been on fuego. Like, he, he got 30 fantasy points last week. He catches, catches balls. Though. Yeah, he yeah. catches balls. He runs ball. Like, he's he's really, really doing good. And for the first, I think, four weeks of the season, people kept sending me trade offers for him, and I kept declining. I'm like, no, what's up with this guy? And here we go. He, he seems like he's turning into something. But I watched the end of that Jets game, obviously, because we had the Bengals in our 
big survivor pools. And he looks a little small to me. I don't know. Like, almost like Darren Sprolesy, you know? Like, kind of like these small, fast no guys. I haven't, I haven't watched an NFL game this entire season. <laughs> there you go, folks. It's all math. <laughs> it's all math. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't watch sports. I don't have a TV in my room. <laughs> You're not missing anything. Trust me, I get more frustrated by that. I, I watch the NFL games, but that's that's about it. I haven't watched five seconds of hockey this year. When's the last time you've watched a hockey game? Well, when I was like two years ago in Canada. <laughs> no, it just doesn't do it for me anymore. And it's, the probably Hab- the, it's probably the one we went to, the Habs game. Oh, well, the Habs suck. <laughs> Habs yeah. suck badly. Kind of, kind, of, kind of figured that when Kerry decided that he wasn't going to play. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, you can just tell how much that guy brought to the table. Anyways, the... Yeah, the Colts are ten and a half, and the total is forty six and a half. Would you have considered Colts here? Oh, I think we already took the Colts. Never mind. Disregard the question. And we're not doing that. Me and the Godfather used to always do that. We used to get bounced from Survivor and then keep doing it, like just talking amongst ourselves. <laughs> I get I get bounced from Survivor and I stop thinking about it. How how pathetic is it? Yeah, people in the office used to make fun of us all the time, saying, "What are you guys doing? You're out." No, 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 no. <laughs> we have to keep You're picking. To be, we have to practice for next year. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Colts, Jets, 10.5, 46.5. You looked at anything? Nah, I don't really have I don't have anything on this game. Uh, well, I guess it'll be a, a later week. Uh, just we'll go, we'll go back and, and mention uh, last week's, uh, who was it? Tanya. Rodgers. Rodgers, yes, won with those great stats that you brought to the table. That was excellent. I got to remind you before next episode to, to bring more of that shit to the table because that was good. That was really good. Yeah, no, he's 7-0 he's and now without Devontae Adams in the last three years. Unbelievable. Yeah, won outright, and, and Tanya went over. So you, you hit Thursday's bet as well. And hold on. I got to take 30 seconds here to talk about our buddy Black Bull Pete. Have you have you been noticing what's going on? I, I I know you don't pay too much attention to the social media factor of of Vanfield Group. I, I run that show, but have you noticed his picks at all? Have you no. noticed me talking about them? No. So we're what? We're in week nine now. The NFL. Yeah. So I, I think I've put up. I think I've put up uh, ten votes on Instagram. So every Thursday night, and I did a couple Monday nighters. And this guy hasn't gotten a Thursday night game wrong yet. 8-0. And the two Monday... I, I think overall he's 9-1. and one. That's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah, yeah. So I told him. I said, dude, you got to come on. Just come on for five minutes. I'll send you a link through Clean Feed. You'll jump on the podcast. You talk with me and Full Dog for five minutes. That's all it'll take. Just to tell us how you're doing this. And I'm sure it's just whatever. Flip of a coin or whatever. But... 9 out of 10 is pretty solid, and he hasn't got one wrong yet on Thursday night. So we'll wait uh, We'll wait till some of these numbers come out, and I'll, I'll press the full dog for a pick during the day tomorrow, and he'll, he'll, he'll toss me something. He always does. And I will definitely put a highlight on Black Bull Pete's pick for tomorrow night because, like I said, this guy has not picked a Thursday night game wrong yet this season. So cheers to, to Black Bull Pete. All right, dude. I, I think I think we're at the finish line. Episode right. ten is in the books. Uh, a little shorter one this week, but that's that's all right. That's uh, I, well, I think that's next next week we're bringing on our boy Wicked. So. Yes, that's okay. Yeah, let's sign off with that. Uh, our big bro, 
Wicked down in Costa Rica. This guy is a sportsbook veteran. He has more experience than anyone we know in the industry. He is coming on to the podcast. He's accepted our invite. So kudos to him. And we're going to talk shop. We're going to talk about how how we met. Right, We met with uh, BetUS. He was one of the main line movers that came over from Costa Rica to Montreal when the full dog and I got involved in the sports betting industry. And we're just going to shoot the shit. He works at a credit shop down in, in Costa Rica now and deals with sharp action that, you know, sometimes he bounces it off us. So we, we want to talk a little bit about that. And yeah, just just talk about how he's come along in the industry. And I, I told him to prep some questions for us as well. So yeah, next episode should be great. And also what we're going to talk about, I think, Full Dog, because I was going through my, our notes of all the episode ideas that we had. I think next week is when we're going to reveal where Banfield Group came from, the name. Because Wicked would be able to talk about that. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I think that's going to be on the agenda for next week too. So definitely tune in, everyone. Uh, next week will definitely be a good one. And if you have nothing else to say, Full Dog, I think that's a wrap. Well, that's it. That's it. Back to work. Back to work. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Catch us next week, episode 11. Have a good one.